a lot of my understanding came from three or four key places. Going to Temple, having to do skits for Diwali, reading Indian comic books in India, and then visiting my grandparents. The BBC would replay this telenovela-style Indian series called the Mahabharata, one of the three sacred Hindu texts. My education and understanding of Hinduism came from all these disparate sources. And the other thing you have to remember is at the same time, I was reading the Fantastic Four and the Avengers. So the story of Krishna was God in the form of man, not unlike a carpenter in Israel. Never heard of him. I was a little bit lost. You know, I understood that this guy, Krishna, is important, that he holds a rarefied place. In the vague way, something sounds familiar, but you can't speak more than one or two sentences about it. I could tell you that Krishna was a Hindu deity. That is it. Did you know he was blue? think about your soul reincarnate um i don't well as the decades unfold into centuries our souls are reborn in a cosmic wheel of birth and rebirth oh that sounds tedious how do i get off that wild ride robin has anyone ever told you about the power of krishna lately they haven't but i'm sure somebody will in this episode i'm ryan joe and i'm robin segel and we are two dudes who not be Hari Krishnas, but we do enjoy reading comics about blue dudes with superpowers. And we also enjoy reading comics about green dudes with superpowers, and sometimes red dudes with superpowers, and sometimes dudettes with superpowers. I don't see color, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> this week... We're reading Krishna, A Journey Within by Abhishek Singh. Singh is an Indian graphic novelist acclaimed for his unique interpretations of myths and ancient philosophies, who first made his mark for the acclaimed series Ramayan, 3392, which I still haven't read. And he was the first Indian comics artist published in mainstream American comics. Singh's 2012 comics interpretation of the Lord Krishna was a searing human portrayal of one of the great Hindu deities. To many in the West, Krishna became a popular god in the 60s, but to most folks from the subcontinent, he is but one of many reincarnations of the god Vishnu, the creator. Yeah, I can see a bunch of hippies congregating around this thing. What is this book about, though? Well, Ryan, in an almost poetic sweeping series of paintings, Singh takes us through the key moments of Krishna's life, from a little boy stealing ghee, to defeating his evil uncle, to his courtship with Radha, and to key moments from the epic feudal war that makes up both the Mahabharata and the Bhagavad Gita, two of Hinduism's most sacred texts. So basically, it's a pretty poetic cliff notes from some of Hinduism's greatest hits. But, Ryan, as our podcast token non-Hindu comics critic, I am almost afraid to ask, what did you think? Well, actually, I was hoping you could give me a little bit of background on who Krishna is, because as a guy who has never taken a theology class or probably flunked it, this is not something that's really within my, my knowledge base. So, who is Krishna? Why is he so important? Did you not read the book? <laughs> I did. But see, this is the thing. There's a major accessibility problem because we're going to with. This kind it's not it's it just drops you right into it and you don't fully understand 
you you get his adventures, but mm. his significance in the Hindu religion to India as a whole, he does some cool shit. But I don't get a sense of why he is so important. Why there's so much reverence centered around this deity in particular. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> there's this new website called Wikipedia. No, so here's the thing: Hinduism. I. Full disclosure-ish, I was raised Hindu. I find myself an atheist. I have been for many, many years, but I was raised in the Hindu religion. I was taken to temple every other weekend, but I was raised a Hindu in the great state of Alabama, not in a large Indian American community. So a lot of my understanding of religion came from three or four key places. And those three or four key places are one, going to temple and saying mantras and singing bhajans, which are like Hindu gospel songs about the gods and reading some translations, having to do skits for Diwali and New Year's where you dressed up and pretended you were the gods, um, reading Indian comic books by this imprint called Amrachitra Katha, which is a, a pretty big deal in India, telling the stories of the gods and then visiting my grandparents in England, the BBC would replay like this almost like telenovela style Indian series called the Mahabharat, which is again, one of the three sacred Hindu texts. So that's all of my education and understanding of Hinduism came from all these weird disparate sources. And the other thing you have to remember is at the same time, I was reading the Fantastic Four and the Avengers. And so most and this is my opinion only, most polytheistic religions, be it Hinduism or Greek and Roman mythology, Norse mythology, Thor, Loki, are full of characters and gods and demigods and parables and stories of these people doing things to explain things. And I'm not going to lie, man. It, so you see a little bit of this character, Arjun. So the Mahabharata is this in scope of like the Iliad and the Odyssey of this war between these clans, effectively, these these two families. And the Bhagavad Gita is basically a small snippet of the Mahabharata where Krishna and his BFF Arjun, who's just a mortal man, but Krishna is God incarnate, are riding around on Krishna's chariot. And it's lessons that Krishna is teaching Arjun about duty and honor and sacrifice and things like that. And so who is Krishna? Um, in the Hindu religion, and I'll, I'll finish the religious lesson in a second. As I understand it, we have a trinity as well. There's Brahman, who is God with a beard, the all-knowing. And then you have Shiva, the destroyer, and Vishnu, the creator. And Vishnu, the creator, has many, many reincarnations on this earth. And one of them was Krishna. So the story of Krishna was God in the form of man, not unlike a carpenter in Israel. Never heard of him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, the, but there's a lot of, I, the more I study, even though I'm an atheist, like I'm obsessed with the stories of religion because they're the world's best stories. Like we might not know who the Avengers or the Fantastic Four are a hundred years yeah. from now, but we'll remember who Jesus or Buddha or Krishna was. And I don't know why Krishna and Hare Krishna took off in the West during the 60s. You know, I don't know if it's because George Harrison went back and found Hindu mysticism and infused three Beatles albums with it, right? But for some reason, Krishna specifically really took off in the West. So look, he's one of the one of the greats, like for Hindus. But we've also got Hanuman and Ram and Ganesh and Shiva the Destroyer. We got a lot of other cool gods, but hippies seem to like Krishna. So I don't know if I can say much more than that. Yeah. No, that's I, so he, he's essentially the Hindu analog for Jesus. 
or Jesus the Hindu is a, is a Christian analog for Krishna, whichever one you want to. I just be reductive. I, I, I know, but <laughs> I, I I don't want to like answer that. <laughs> you said that, not me. Because <laughs> you're going to upset a lot of people in India and a lot of people in Oklahoma with that statement. But okay. I see it as that Jesus is a superhero. Krishna is a superhero. Buddha is a superhero. They have superpowers. They might be gods, but just like Thor is a superhero, right? Like Hercules is a superhero. Like these are near immortal super beings who have powers greater than mortal man and maybe even knowledge greater than mortal man because they are connected to the divine. And so that's who Krishna is in, in a nutshell. So what we're seeing here is essentially like some of his greatest hits. It's not like the entire, obviously, the, the entire yeah. story. Yeah. The whole Gita. You have yeah, yeah. the story about Kim Kamsa, and then you have the story about these brothers going off to war. Those are like the two main stories that yep. really bookend this this graphic novel. Why those two stories? Why Kamsa? I, it's funny. I didn't really know. That's the uncle, right? The evil uncle? That's the evil uncle with the teeth. Yeah. Believe it or not, I had never heard that story. Again, I'm a bit of a bad Hindu, but the, the mob. So again, the Hindu religion, which more than a billion people follow, has three sacred texts. The Ramayana about Ram and the battle against good and evil. There's there's a monkey god and a mountain in it. It's pretty dope. There's a really great wait, book wait, I can recommend. About wait, wait, a monkey god and a mountain like Sun Wukong, the monkey king? Because is, is that a Hindu thing? Because there's a Chinese I mean, I don't, epic you know, journey to the West. Yeah. Where yeah. there's a monkey king with godlike powers who he, I think he was born from a mountain or no, actually he was imprisoned in a mountain. He went up to heaven, like beat the shit out of everything. And then they got really pissed off and dropped a mountain on his head. And so he was essentially like a monkey god in a mountain. And then obviously in order to redeem himself, he's supposed to accompany yeah. somebody to meet the Buddha to in the West. But that it's so there's a Hindu version or there's that's 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 from uh, there's there's a Hindu, Hindu there's theology. a Hindu analog there uh, is a Hindu okay. analog so yeah but anyway all right so the three sacred texts are the Ramayan which is about Ram Ram who is another incarnation of Vishnu the creator Ram's battle against the demon lord Robin like that's a whole thing like that's one of our three sacred texts then there's this Iliad Odyssey type text called the Mahabharat which is about this generations long war that makes Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings look like like kids story time and that was the last art. was that the last story that we saw in krishna in the in this graphic no, novel? No. so oh. so to my understanding the mahabharat is a much bigger story a much bigger epic but that doesn't just involve krishna but a subtext of the mahabharat is the gita the bhagavad gita and that is literally just the story of urjan and krishna in the war between the pandavas and the karvas so yeah the bhagavad gita one of our three books is all about krishna and Krishna's conversations with this mortal man. And in Arjun, the archer, is an analog for all of us. That's how I've interpreted it in my understanding of it. So in Batman and Robin, Robin is the analog for all of us. Or Peter Parker is the analog for all of us, right? Like the reader. So that's who Arjun is, this guy facing these impossible odds, this guy having to face down evil, even though it's his family, he's trying to protect his family, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's Krishna's teachings to Arjun on the battlefield. It's what the Bhagavad Gita is. I think it might be more than that. So this book, Krishna, A Journey Within by Abhishek Singh, the comic that we chose to read, I believe that Abhishek Singh is a religious man. Yeah. Or he's really deeply rooted in the culture. I would definitely agree with that. Just just in, in terms of how he told the story. 
it definitely felt like like so I, I actually very much enjoyed it, but I didn't understand the, a lot of the context <laughs> in which this was happening. I understood like yeah. things that were happening. Well, usually I understood things that were happening moment to moment. But this whole thing about who is Krishna, like I read the book, I did not know who Krishna was. And did afterwards, I, like, did you get a feeling for who the character was? So I knew that people liked him. <laughs> <laughs> I, so it's definitely a book, I think, for people who are, I did enjoy it, but I think people who are going to get the most out of it are people who are going to be well-versed in Krishna. For people who are coming into it with ignorance, like mm-hmm. I was, you know, you're going to, uh, the art is fucking phenomenal. Like it is immersive, like cinematic, really nothing I've ever seen before. And so that's what really drew me in and immersed me more so than the stories mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. were being told. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I, could probably, I guess it depends on what you expect from this. I, I did not come out of this with like a renewed understanding of Krishna, but I did yeah. feel that for a brief moment in time, I was immersed in this environment and it was really cool because it is a really epic, this world that is painted is, is just so epic feeling. And so I did feel this immersion and I, I credit the art for that. And because of that, I was able to go with the flow. Even yeah, sometimes yeah. you're going through life and you don't know what the fuck's going on around you. And this was one of those moments, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what's, what's so interesting about Hinduism, and I have a weird relationship with it, as I already explained, but the stories are great. And when I say great, not just like really good, like grand and epic in scale and nature. And they're just known to Indian people. It's just, it's in the texts, it's in the songs, it's in the temples and blah, blah, blah. And there've been a handful of times prior to the golden age of television to try to tell these stories, right? I, I mentioned the telenovela Mahabharat story and even Bollywood hasn't really attempted to do much, maybe because it's too sacred, but I'm not kidding when I say these things put Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones to shame. Like, it's nuts. And I do think modern interpretations of these stories are finally starting to happen. And and there's a couple worth referencing beyond this one. This one I only recently discovered because I wanted to understand more about the Indian comic scene for research for some of the other work that I'm trying to do. But there have only been, I would argue, two modern interpretations of Hinduism that have really taken off. So there's this Bombay crime author named Ashok Bankar who really who did the Ramayan in six prose novels that are not unlike Game of Thrones, where you jump from character to character, from Ram to Hanuman to Sita. So the, the characters I was telling you about earlier, the monkey god, etc. And then most interesting is there's a Pixar artist named Sanjay Patel, I believe. He's a Pixar illustrator. And like me, he grew up reading comic books and reading about American superheroes and reading comic books about the Ramayana and the Mahabharata and Krishna and Ram and Hanuman. And so he always envisioned these team-ups in his head. And he wound up creating a kid's storybook about the Ramayana, which I, I give to a lot of my friends. It's it's one of the best kid's storybooks I've ever seen. It's beautiful. The art as well is inspired. What's it, what's, what's it called? Ramayana, the Divine Loophole. I would highly, highly recommend it. I'll put the link in the show notes. And... Then later on, Pixar gave him a short called Sanjay Super Team, which was in front of, like, I believe The Incredibles 2. So I'll also link to that. And so I, I say all this to say that modern pop culture accessible interpretations of Hindu mythology are happening on paper, but not on screen yet. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, it's like only a matter of time if like 
the streaming giants continue to throw money at things, unless David Zaslav has his way, <laughs> that we will see these things on screen. Or I think Bollywood will come up with the idea to like, let's do this for real in the modern era with modern storytelling techniques, because these stories are great. So to come back to Krishna, to read this in comic form, I, yeah, it's, to me, this book was almost poetic, cartoony at times. I didn't know all the stories. I knew Radha was Krishna's girlfriend or Krishna's wife. But even to watch the interpretation of love didn't fully make sense to me because I don't know all of their stories. It, it just gets a little, it gets a little erotic. But it's a side of Krishna that I think would make a lot of Hindus gasp, I guess is what I would say. Well, lovemaking sequence actually reminds me of the Swamp Thing lovemaking sequence that yeah. in Alan yeah. Moore's run. And I'm not being facetious. It actually did just the yeah, way yeah. they interpreted it. Intertwined. Yeah, 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 yeah. So talk to me about the last story, the story about the civil war between the brothers, because I, I didn't understand the setup. What happened? Basically, there's these two families, the Karavas and the Pandavas, and they're cousins. And there's a dishonor type situation, I believe, with the mom. And that set off this war. But the brothers and the Pandavas, who are effectively the good guys, are exiled. This happens a lot in Hinduism. People get exiled to the woods for like decades. So they're exiled. <laughs> a common trope. And It really is. And the way I read the Mahabharata in comics as a kid was just the adventures of these brothers. And the main two everyone knows about are Arjun and Bhim. But I think there are seven brothers. And Bhim is like the strong man and Krishna is like the wise archer. A mix between Green Arrow and Hawkeye. I'm not going to kid. Like the three archers in my mind as a kid were those three. Those were the three greatest archers. And Robin Hood was a distant like 10th. And it's just the adventures of the fights and the battles and the lessons learned from that. And I can't really piece it all together. And I knew Krishna played a role. So Arjun was this badass archer. And his BFF was the God reincarnation of the creator. Like, so it's just like, where can you go wrong? And I, I think there could be like a really funny, like buddy cop series about that. But anyway, I digress it, but, but to see the entire war dimensionalized in something like 20 pages, it made a lot more sense. Like what Abhishek does, or what I thought is like, he distilled it down to what it is. There was a dishonor. They got exiled. They came back. Don't worry about why they're fighting. They're fighting. And now it is this epic cartoony battle. But what you don't see that often and what the, the Gita is actually built on is Arjun really not wanting to fight. Like mm -hmm. Arjun's hesitation to fight. I guess it shows up. You see him crying in a few places, but he did not want to slay his cousins. He did not want to kill his brothers, so to speak, because in Indian culture, your cousins are effectively your siblings. But Krishna is the guy pushing them to righteous battle uh, to fulfill their dharma or their duty. And it's so interesting because you see in everything it, through the thought bubbles, Krishna's like questioning his purpose in everything that he's doing. And that's where he's depicted not as godly, but human. Yeah. I mean, he is this ultimate warrior, but he's more man than God. That's actually st strangely militaristic, that he's the one who's really pushing this guy to go into war. Against evil, though. Against evil. Yeah, I suppose so. But is... if I, if, to, to, to ground this a little, like our friends on Grounded Geeks do, Hindu nationalism is a thing. It makes, like, white nationalism <laughs> look cute. Like, there, it's, we are right. This is the battle for good versus evil. The other people are evil. 
Like, that's what is pushing in India right now. It's co-opting the religion. I don't know. Right. Krishna is the one who says, hey, no, you got to kill these people. They're evil. That's a very easily co-optable message, right? Yeah. You just say, hey, no, 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 no. I've, I've got Krishna on my side. We got to take these guys out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're evil. It's a message that can very easily be, easily be appropriated. Yeah, yeah. I have bigger problems with all religion because while it is a powerful tool for good, Gandhi, Martin Luther King, Mother Teresa, blah, 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 it's more often than not the marketers find a way to do evil with the religion, the- in my opinion. <laughs> Those marketers, man, you just can't. Weren't you the one who said that Gandhi was an asshole? Not so much that, but he he didn't bring Hindus and Muslims together. He he leaned in to Hinduism a little hard, and it alienated a lot of Muslims. He wanted one India, but uh, a lot of the Muslims interpreted it as it wouldn't be our India. We'd be better off having our own country. So you know, there's a saying, it's more important to be effective than to be right. And I think sometimes Gandhi chose to be right hmm. more than effective. Yeah. So, yes, well, I, we, I, I guess. <laughs> This this episode is like going to get me in complete this, trouble with the this, motherland. We're all going to get in trouble, but at least I can plead ignorance on account of not being Indian myself. <laughs> you have no excuse, my friend. I, I do not speak for all Indians. Nor this is these are my words and my words alone. Well, you know, yeah. just going back to just the comic, how did you feel about it? So we we've already gone through the fact that I know jack shit. What? <laughs> what? But you obviously were steeped in this growing up. And now you're seeing this modern, what is it, 2012? So maybe what decade old? Yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. That modern. old modern interpretation of something that you were steeped in as a child. How did you respond? It, you know, I went back and reread some of the Indian comics I mentioned earlier by the imprint Amarchitra Kappa. And you, it's kind of like rewatching the Goonies. You just shouldn't go back and do it. And it was disappointing. I was like, wow, these comics aren't that good. Some of the childhood stuff we read on this podcast. And so to see a modern reinterpretation that really distills it down and creates Krishna as a character, as a human or humanistic character versus this like know-it-all God um, was really interesting. Like what's funny in the Talladega Nights, they talk about baby Jesus, like baby Krishna is a thing. It's like a memeable thing. There's pictures that people worship in India of baby Krishna with like a bucket of ghee, clarified butter eating it. Right. And you hear the stories of that all the time, but to see it through the through the true lens of like boyhood and what he was doing and childhood innocence, again he felt like a never mind like the poetic narration, but he just felt real to me, like a character to be clear in a fictional story, but a realized character that I could relate to. It separated the man from the myth. So I enjoyed it. The art is beautiful. I, I think you read this on Amazon where it's free. Our friend of the pod Paresh owns a copy of this because this thing's out of print. It's like 60 bucks to get online. But I wanted to like flip through the pages again. This is a book I want on my shelf if I can convince my wife to let me spend 60 bucks on a comic, right? It's interesting yeah. you mentioned that because it strikes me now it's in the same vein as like Martin Scorsese's Last Temptation of Christ. Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ, where you, you take yeah. this this character, this person, individual who's been deified and try to humanize him as 
much as possible, either through the physical torture that they went through in their last moments or through all of the moments when they were tempted to be... That led up to it, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And so, so for me, like not understanding who Krishna is, not having a... I don't know what the other interpretations of him are like. Mm. That being said, it does not surprise me that baby Krishna is a thing. I just sent you a, a link for a baby Krishna plush that you can buy from Modi Toys. So I actually own the entire set of three. And when oh, you press wait, I, it's, there's it's, three. It's a, Tell me about this. Well, there's probably more now. There's a Ganesha Hanuman one and a Krishna. <clears throat> so Ganesh is technically Shiva's son. Well, Shiva cut his son's head off and then they had to put an elephant's slay an elephant and put the elephants out on but wait, Ganesh is the wait, remover of that's how that's how Ganesh got the elephant I thought he was just like like that he, somebody chopped his baby do you, do you want off? the story you want the, yeah, you want I the want story the story. I'll tell you the story all right so remember three three core Hindu gods Brahman the old beard guy omnipotent Vishnu the creator who Krishna and Ram are reincarnations of and Shiva the destroyer like the guy who's going to end the universe right Shiva anyway so Shiva is married to Parvati and he would go out on these like long religious type quests and he left Parvati at the house. Now, the problem was dudes always be coming to bother Parvati. And she was like, this is bullshit. Quit bothering me, dudes. And sometimes even her husband, Shiva, would come bother her when she didn't want to be bothered. So I just, Parvati... so I just want to say, if you're a dude bothering her and your husband is like the destroyer of all things, you got a serious sack. I got to tell you. Well, well, most people didn't know, right? Anyway, so Parvati uses some magic to build a boy out of clay, uh, not unlike Wonder Woman, and breathes life into him to be her son, to protect her. And one day while she's bathing, she's like, son, protect, don't let anyone in the house. Now, this son has never met his dad. And so dad, Shiva the Destroyer, comes back and is like, yo, I want to see my wife. Let me in. And he's like, no. And Shiva's like, well, chop your head off. Chops the kid's head off. And Parvati comes out and is like, what the hell? Oh my god, you, you killed our son. And you must go out into the woods and slay the first animal you see to save our son. So Shiva goes out into the woods, finds an elephant, cuts off its head, puts the head of their slain son, and boom, you got Ganesh, the remover of, of obstacles. Hanuman, now, the other... I, I just gotta <laughs> say, Roman, that is some real startup energy right there. <laughs> my telling of the story or the actual story? <laughs> the actual, so it's like, hey, look... We chopped the kid's head off. Could you just go and find another head? We'll just pop it on real fast. (laughs) Oh, this whole episode is blasphemous. Well, anyway, so yeah, Modi Toys. I own all three because when you squeeze them, they sing budgeons, religious songs about each of these gods. My kids have them. They're great. That's awesome. I didn't actually know that they sing as well. That is incredibly grisly. I actually did not know that that was the origin of Ganesh. I I thought it was just like... Hindu Hinduism puts Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings to shame, man. Like it's it's some pretty intense shit. And I, just out of curiosity, what, what was Ganesh's relationship like with Shiva? Because like I'd be I'd be upset. Eh, you get over this stuff. That's true. You're immortal, right? You could probably like deal with it. Ganesh and Hanuman are my favorites. Krishna. Krishna was cool, but I like Arjun because Arjun was the one you relate to, right, as a kid. Hinduism is full of some really interesting characters and a lot of interesting stories, I guess I'd say. But I guess <laughs> we're off on so many tangents on this episode. How, beyond like what questions you have about it, like what did you take away from this reading, reading the story about Krishna in comic form? I didn't really take away anything like intellectual from it, but mm. that's not, I, I, again, because I was, I was a little bit lost is in terms of like, I understood that this guy, this Krishna is important, that he holds a rarefied place 
in Hindu you knew who theology. Krishna was like you had heard of his name before correct I had heard of his name but in the vague way you would like hear something sounds familiar of it but you can't speak right. more than one or two sentences about it I could tell you that Krishna was a Hindu deity that is it you did know? you know he was blue I, if you had asked me what color was he I probably wouldn't have said blue when I ah, okay. Uh, yeah, so so no, that was not something that I was. Again, theology never my thing. Yeah. So it wasn't what a lot of stuff that I think you just grew up surrounded by and took for granted mm. is not something that I grew up with. It's not something that I'm particularly mm. familiar with. So yeah, a lot of I think maybe what you took for granted was very new to me, and I was trying to pull together the pieces as if it were a puzzle. And so that was my feelings throughout this comic, which isn't to say I didn't enjoy it. It, but I didn't consume it like I do other graphic narratives because yeah, I, it, in a way I treated it the same way I thought of some of the, like the Mobius comic, right? World of Adina, where it's sort of like, why is this shit happening? I don't know. I'm just going with it. The art's cool. The art is very, very lush. And at on that level, I, I enjoyed it. But it wasn't something where I felt like, oh, I have a sudden understanding of who Krishna is. I didn't have a sudden understanding of an epiphany about the Hindu religion. It was yeah. just, oh, this is a really cool, immersive environment, and I do not understand everything that's happening, but I don't think it matters. Understand the broader strokes. These people are trying to kill these people. There's a big serpent that baby Krishna has to beat the shit out of, but he doesn't. <laughs> he just sends him to the ocean. So I, I so, so that's how I... Like, like that's The other thing is that when you, you hear... I actually really like the Greek myths, but there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make any psychological sense and so yeah. i think when you read like religious texts or myths or fairy tales or whatever you stop thinking about it in terms of like a conventional story yeah right? of course the earth is on the back of a turtle why yeah, wouldn't why it not? be why wouldn't it be you know what's interesting so i probably found my way to atheism because the religion i was raised in was foreign to me right it was strange i would go to temple every other weekend and hear these almost mythological type stories that seemed just like the story of thor and loki or the fantastic four and so i don't want to call it a skepticism started forming but the irony is like i'm obsessed with religious like epics or stories right so i actually made a, a weird soft goal to while i'm not going to read the quran or the torah or any other religious text or even the Bible. But there are all these alternative texts of religious stories. Like I on my bookshelf, I have something called the Brick Bible, which is the New Testament and the Old Testament, the stories like basically illustrated with Lego figures. <laughs> and it, it's like I've, I've now read a prose, almost Game of Thrones, like novelization of the Ramayan. Obviously, all my old Hindu comics and the new ones that we're reading now. And I have Osama Tezuka's like book, six volumes or nine volume series on Bud, right? Like these stories are bigger in nature, bigger in scope, because I think when they were created for whatever reason, be it through divine or through man, they were created to be bigger than anyone had ever seen and didn't give a shit about like the storytelling tropes of the time. And that led people to some really crazy shit in a good way right that's a really interesting way to tell a moral story or maybe it's not a moral story so th th that's what i appreciate about this is like it's another alternative telling of a story that a lot of people already know i don't know if it's more accessible but it's just you can access it like you're you weren't gonna yeah. go read the geek yeah I, I kind of think of this like 
R. Crumb's Book of Genesis, Basil Wolverton, the cartoonist. That's something else you mentioned bringing on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. And Basil Wolverton has this version of the Bible. He's another independent cartoonist. But it's sort of like a talented indie cartoonist, unique perspective, kind of bringing that perspective to a religious text. And that probably felt a little bit maybe stuffy when you're growing up. Um and kind of like breathing new life into it. In the case of Krishna, you said that it really humanized him in a way that you had never seen before. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, I I would venture to say that the six or seven stories that Abhishek Singh chooses to tell are all rooted in truth and the text, so to speak. So I know a little bit more about the things that he did, that they're a big deal that I probably wouldn't have known about because they just kind of went over my head when I was a kid. So yeah, for, I mean, for that reason, I'm glad this book exists. You know, the first book he did was called uh, Ramayan 3392, and it's basically, I believe, a retelling of the Ramayan in the far future, kind of like sci-fi style. And I never read sure. it, but it's drawn by him. I'm not sure if he was the artist. And it's definitely another book that I kind of want to read now because, again, it's just to kind of go on the journey, what is familiar. But the Ramayan is way more familiar to the culture. Krishna is, as a character, is familiar because of the whole Hare Krishna movement. Um, so yeah, it's... I'm more intrigued now than I was before to like go read his other work. How long is Ramayan 3392? Uh, it's only like 10 or 12 issues, I believe, but I haven't been able to figure out how to get copies of it. So I think it's like individual issues on eBay or something like that. Oh, look at this. The first cover of Ramayan 3392 AD was illustrated by Alex Ross. So, you know, yeah. yay Hinduism. Yay Hinduism. Yay Alex Ross. Worlds colliding. Ryan, quick question. Uh, would you recommend this book to someone? Um, yeah, yeah, conditionally. <laughs> like, depends on what they want to get out of it, I guess. If you're looking for a rich understanding of Krishna and his role in Hindu theology, uh, this is probably not the right book. But if you just want something that kind of gives you maybe a basic understanding, honestly, the reason I'd recommend it is because of the art. The art is yeah. just very... It's just really sumptuous. Well, if you have um, Amazon Kindle Unlimited, it's, it's free, right? Yeah, yeah. I recommend just kind of like checking it out and immersing yourself in it. And, you know, it, unless you are in Hinduism, I, I don't think you're going to get the full breadth of the religion, of the, uh, the full appreciation <laughs> of Krishna. You won't, you won't, you won't, if this won't convert you to Hinduism. <laughs> no. I don't think. Well, I mean... I mean, I would like to see the book that converts me to Hinduism because <laughs> let's review that one. That would be nuts. <laughs> I think all my brown friends should check this book out. Uh, it's pretty low friction. It's beautiful. Am uh, I considered brown? What color am I, Roman? Am I uh, golden? You know what's funny? Like, I'm allowed to say brown and it's not offensive. But if I say the color that your people are, it's an offensive term. So, um... My people. Oh, my. That... <laughs> Just say, just say golden. Say golden. It's better than saying yellow. That, that is your word. That is the word you guys use. That is correct. Yeah. I would say you're a golden. You're I'm luminescent. Gold, you're luminescent, I'm, Ryan. We are golden people. <laughs> <laughs> but Ryan, I have one more question for you. Yeah. Ask away. What are we reading next week? Next week, we're going to read Berlin by Jason Lutz. And it's basically about Berlin's descent into fascism. Does that sound strangely, depressingly familiar? Yeah, probably. But 
I'm really looking forward to it. It is an absolute epic. It was actually recommended by my friend Jen McCartney, who recommended also that we read My Friend Dahmer and Ed the Happy Clown, both of which we ended up reviewing. So she has had probably an inordinate amount of influence in what we read on this podcast. But Berlin, I am I am really, really looking forward to to seeing how uh, how they fuck shit up in Germany. It's just a story. Or is it? Oh, God. And that's our show. Like what you heard? Be sure to share with a friend, subscribe, and leave us a review wherever you get your favorite podcasts. See lots of pretty pictures of the books we read at qtdcomics.com. And since for sure no one's listening, prove us otherwise. Shoot an email over to say what I got right and what Ryan got wrong. qtdcomics at gmail.com. Give you a social media handle, but we're old, and that feels like too much work. I'm Roman Segel. And I am and have always been Ryan Joe.
Holy. Potluck. Potluck.